how a bill becomes a law. All of that was bad, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> eh, can we start over? It's <laughs> <laughs> the A-Show! <laughs> there go our viewers! We don't even have viewers, so that doesn't matter. We have listeners. So there you go. We're winning already. <laughs> Welcome to the second quarterfinal match on the Joe Sposto Drafterweight Championship Tournament of Champions. The Drafterweight? <laughs> yes. Uh, because now Joe Sposto is the only person who has, from At Odds With Wrestling, who has something named after him on this show. And you know what? I want to thank Joe Sposto for putting me in his top 100 randomly that one year. That was great. Thank you. Do you remember Joe. that? Oh, shit. I do. I, I was that. very happy about that. I'm, that was a really prestigious list. I was ahead of a lot of people I shouldn't have been. So thanks, Joe. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was fucking great. Joe's the man. Thanks, Joe. You always know how to make a guy smile. Kevin, if you could dedicate one bridge in Wilkesburg to Joe Sposto, which one would it be? I'd probably you, give you name it. I'd probably give him the fucking um, what is it the uh, the the main the main street bridge the one with the eagles on them between Wilkesbury okay. and and uh, and and Kingston. What's that America. one called? The Market Street Bridge. Market Street Bridge. <laughs> now it's the Sposto Street Bridge. He deserves a nice fucking bridge with the eagles on them. He could he could just keep the two on one side. Then he could put on he could put statues wherever the fuck he wants on the other side. That's what I'll do for him. <laughs> So, um, in case you can't tell, our number eight seed, Irish Kev Spencer, is joining us. <laughs> right. That's right. I have made it to the Champions League of Wrestling Shows. Um, I'm like A-Hawks for you people who watch Champions League. I'm A-Hawks, right? I'm the underdog. I got talent, but I don't think I have what it takes to, like, make it all the way. But, you know, I might upset some people. And his opponent, the reason that there's only one member of Ad Odds with Wrestling with something named after him on this show is our new number one seed from Final Wrestling Place, Tim Taylor. Two-time loser, number one seed, mama, I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only person in the history of the A-Show to lose not once, but twice, and and make it to the tournament. But I'm also, I think, I think I'm the only person in A-Show history that every appearance I've made has been... With more than just Matt and Chris, like there's always been a third or fourth, or a fourth or fifth party involved. As I was saying, so, you may be right. Yeah, I'm I'm battle tested. These Ugh. these this uh, it's going to be interesting to go one on one for once in a in a draft. 
Yeah, plus my opponent this time isn't completely smashed with ridiculous ideas, so now I actually have to think about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh my first my first draft I was a little too conservative. My second draft I think I nailed it. And this one this one I haven't uh I haven't done much planning, so it's a lot of like Bull Durham, don't think, just throw nuke Lelouch mindset where I'm just like, okay. I got the, I got the list of people. The inside baseball of it is that he found I, out on Monday. Uh, that yeah. He found out I, Monday and now we're recording Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I've literally had a day, but it's okay. I'm, while WWF 90 isn't necessarily my strong suit, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. I got, I'm just, I'm just excited to be here. It's so much fun. I love doing the A show and, uh, I'm excited to see what, uh, Oh, Irish Kev's got. Listen, man, I, like I said, I'm going to do some random shit, not as random as AJ's nonsense, whatever he did. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get wacky. I'm going to get wild and, uh, I'll see what I can put together with, uh, this fine roster of, uh, strong men we have here. I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look to see how old Nicole Bass was in 1990. Uh, She was, she'd have been been 26. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And and literally uh, the next year in 1991, she would have made a guest appearance on both the bold and the beautiful and days of our lives. Thanks, Wikipedia. Wow. What the fuck? Right. She was on the show. She had not had to have speaking parts. There's no way. It must have been at a gym somewhere. Like, we need jacked up girls to just lift weights. I'm assuming that she wasn't having some random role where she was like a, uh, somebody that checks checks you into a hotel or something like that. Yeah, right. Chris at a bar. She's like, what do you want? You know, like one of those people like, this bar is, this club is full. You know. And that's it. That's the big. She got like fifteen bucks for that. <laughs> well, that's in nineteen ninety one money. That's oh that's yeah, like, that's like that's thirty. Like a quarter, that's like a quarter million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, the Wolf of Wall Street in this bitch. I know, right? <laughs> I could buy a full <laughs> tank of gas. I know, right? For fifteen oh, bucks, that's, that's not even disgusting. You can afford and like three months rent with that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> three months rent. <laughs> It depends where you live, but you know, I'm being, I'm being like in the middle yeah. here, you know. Well, where should live? Like easier Baltic in Omaha Avenue than it is Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we will allow our uh, contestants here a moment. We'll start with Kev, and then we'll go to Tim, just to reacquaint themselves with our audience. You want me to go? Are you Tim? It don't matter. I'm good. Yeah, he he laid it out for you first, so by all, right. all means. Well, I appreciate you guys. You've been very kind on the A show. That's why I appreciate you here. Uh, what's up everybody? If you don't know me, now you know. Uh, my name is Kev. People know me as Irish Kev. Um, I wear many hats. I used to be a professional wrestler. I got my neck all messed up and then I make, I was a part of a tag team in the indie scene. Um, I was a manager. Sometimes I do that every now and then. I do a podcast, beer podcast called the Hooligans of Hops. I was in a couple of punk rock bands. Uh, the Cutters bringing back the glory. I was in a Batman movie. That's pretty rad. Yes. Uh, I was. Yep, I was in there. You know, I don't have a fucking speaking part or anything, but you get the idea. So I've done many things. I have some wonderful friends. It's been a wild ride, and uh it's a pleasure for you guys. I'm just glad to be here in the final 16 of the Champions League 
And I, I, I only got one leg to make this happen. So, uh, thank you again, everybody, and best of luck to you, Tim. Have you made your way to the, the Tony Deppen Brewery out in Pottsville yet, Kev? No, I'm trying to get a hold of him. Hey, Tony, I told him to reach out to me because I'd like to have his beers on my show, The Hooligans of Hops, where myself and my friend Rick try beers. It'd be great to have the brewery on there. I, I see all the updates from um, one of the other owners, Tyler Budwash, and there's there's always really interesting beers there. And I was like, oh man, I uh, I was like, I uh, I, was, I I I immediately thought of your your pod, and I was like, oh man, guys got to get out there. Except for I don't do we don't fuck with dessert beers. I don't want a double chocolate fudge M and M Skittle Stout. Get the get that shit. Get, I want to I eat dessert. I don't drink it. So that's my only weird thing I am about that. So. It is what it is, man. To each his own. Uh, well, uh, for me, I, 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 there's no way I can say anything that's going to make up for everything that Irish Kev has laid out. Like, <laughs> like me next to him, I'm just some jamoke. I'm Tim. I do a couple of podcasts on the, this. Well, I do a podcast on the soon to be named network, Final Wrestling Place, um, where myself and, uh, Marcus break down, uh, the history of professional wrestling by assigning red points and green points to things. And we've been breaking down uh, raw guest hosts uh, to the fun of us and to the behest of others. Um, but other than that, uh, former uh, – I've done commentary a time or two, lifelong fan, uh, just general wrestling doer and partaker in. Um, I haven't been in a movie, but I probably watched the Batman movie that Irish Kev was in. There you um, go. That's a start. There you uh, go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't do a beer podcast, but I have had a fat yak in Australia, and yep, I'm ready to do some WWF 90. Who did we put in Bad Place Hall of Fame last week? That that popped a lot of people online. Oh, God. I put Alex Riley in the Bad Place Hall of Fame. That's it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That was, uh, I'm, uh, I, I have to allow that, because he just, uh, well, he didn't know when to shut up. He, he, he's gonna, he's trying to make room for like Ryback too. Cause like Ryback is getting to that point of can't shut upness. So Alex Riley's gonna carve out a space for him. Ryback's still around? What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, Ryback, Ryback oh, is God. getting, <laughs> Ryback is getting dunked on by Saudi Arabia wrestlers telling him he should retire. Oh, word. All right. All right. Yeah. So wait, that's really random. I don't know. That's really random. Anyway, I know so it what? is, but it's true. <laughs> so I feel like we're gonna have a lot of fun here to, today on this Monday morning, the, the two days after AEW Full Gear, and as a precap, two days after seeing the Boston Bruins defeat the New Jersey Devils. I'm gonna say four yes, to one. Sir. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go with four to one. I think. Uh, are you guys going to that game? I Matt, am. Um, I'm going to call wow. Taylor Hall scores two goals. I'm telling you right now. Uh, in New Jersey, I would say so. I, I yes. am going with Wade Kruger from the Stepdads. Rock and roll, oh, Brad. Who is a season ticket holder, and um, his co-season ticket holder could not go with him. So I was like, jokingly over the summer, like, hey, the Bruins are only in New Jersey once all season. Let me know. And um, <laughs> it's a Saturday afternoon. I'll make the trip. He texted me last week. Right. He's like, hey, what do you know? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. So nice. we're going to draft from 1990 <sighs> WWF here in the first round of the tournament. The yeah. rules are the same as they've always been. 
with the tournament, the lower seed drafts first, so Kev will draft and then Tim. Uh, they will draft until they feel they've completed a full roster to run a show. They can draft tag teams together, um, any combination of numbers of people, but if you draft them together, you have to use them together. Um, you could draft a champion with their title belt. So, for example, in 1990, Hogan and Warrior both held the world title. Warrior and Mr. Perfect both held the tag titles. And the colossal connection of Andre the Giant and Haku, Demolition, and the Hart Foundation held the tag team titles. Was that it? Was that the only title? Were there were there five title changes in all of 1990? Well, keep in mind, Warrior vacated. Oh, Texas Tornado held the IC title. So yeah, Carrie Von Eric. There you go. That's <clears throat> right. So they'll draft their titles. And actually, because the IC title was vacant, you can draft the IC title on its own huh. as a draft pick. Oh, weird. Okay. We will I'll open the floor for trades after the draft. Round seven is the wild card round where you can draft anybody who did not wrestle for WWF in 1990. And that's actually a pretty extensive list. It is. Surprise. Who the well, fuck is Thrasher, though? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> he looks like uh, he looks like Dean Malenko's like really stupid like... brother. Oh, that uh, is so. That's a uh, Thrasher from the Headbangers. Really? What? He, I guess he went oh, by. Wh- he might have been going by his real name. Oh, he might have wrestled Glenn... as Glenn Ruth. What? Let me he look. Must, the how, old the boy, how, how old was he in the fucking Headbangers then? Jeez. <laughs> you know what though? In ninety, he probably was maybe twenty years old, dude. Okay, so per his profile on this SmackDown Hotel website, he was born on June 13th, 1969. So in 1990, he'd be 21 years old. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that. Knocked it out of the park. August 9th. Yeah, he wrestled it in August of 90. Interesting. Because I'm looking, I'm like, fucking Thrasher? He doesn't look like Thrasher, but I guess, you know, whatever. Uh, on the Soli website, there is a rest solicit as the Brooklyn Steve Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn yeah, Steve. Kev, yes. you are on the clock for your first draft pick. And this one's easy, and this shouldn't be a surprise. Um, first and foremost, before uh, the Irish Kev delegation, uh, uh, I want to actually personally apologize to Doug Furness and Phil LaFon for leaving them. <laughs> For leaving them out of my uh, my card when I was so excited to draft them and I made such a big deal out of it. Uh, guys, I'm really sorry about that. All right. With that aside, my first pick will be the Macho Man Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth. Wow. Actually, Elizabeth. that surprised me a bit. Oh, I think I know who else you were thinking, but yeah, I... I had to. I, I'm, 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 I'm oh, going... Oh, this, uh, this, uh, this is Sherry territory, Kev. Oh, Okay. So do I have to make him a heel? No. Not necessarily. Okay, well. Well, actually, no, that'll work into my storyline. Thanks, Chris. Feed it to me, baby. Botch with Sherry off the board. All right. No, no, uh, Botch with, oh, I got to take Sherry? I no, wanna, he, no, took, no. He, he took Liz. He took Macho. Okay, you are taking Liz. Liz. Okay, okay. No, this yeah. is perfect. That's great, then. Never mind. That, that adds into it. Thank you. Cool. So I'm already sunk. This is fun. We're on the fly now. No. Are you serious? I'm sunk. I'm literally sunk. This is it. Uh, so we're on a, we're on a roll, boys. Here we go. Um, with my first pick, I am taking the WWF Tag Team Champions, uh, Axe Smash the Demolition. Okay. 
Just Axe and Smash? Yeah, I'm just taking Axe and Smash. All right. Actually, Tim actually you know what? Give me Crush, too. I'll take all three of them. Okay. Congratulations, Tim. You actually uh, kind of shook up one of my ideas, so you're actually off to a decent start. This is good. I dig that, Tim. I dig that. All right. Am I up next here, then? Here we go. I'm going to take Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Um, with my next pick, I am taking just Bret Hart. Just oh. Bret. Just oh. Bret. Gotcha. All right. With that said, I'm going to take the team of Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom. Okay. All right. I need a second here. Good time, man. You're good. Yeah, I, I gotta figure it out. But yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out together. Um, um stuck in my head now. I know you're welcome. Uh, I am going to take Mr. Perfect. Good call. Good call. All right, my next pick will be the Honky Tonk Man. All right, I am going to take. Bret Hart, or not Bret Hart, I'm going to take uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, the Rockers. Okay, cool, cool. You know what? I'm going to take The Undertaker. Nice. Oh, there you go. That was uh, only there for a little little over a month. I I was actually, uh, yeah, that actually works into my storyline as well. I, I looked on the bottom, I'm like, fuck, how can I forget about that? The Gray Glove Undertaker. All right. Uh, for my next pick, I am going to take the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. That's what's up, brother. All right. I will select the Big Boss Man. Damn it! I almost took him that round. Shit. Ah. Oh, okay. It's all right. Um, That's actually, the the Rhodes, you kind of dissolved something for me there, but I yeah, can work around it. It's okay. We'll make it work. <laughs> um, I will take. Akeem, the African Dream. Okay. And wild card time, guys. Oh, wild card. Okay. Ready for this? From 1990 WCW, I will pick Sid Vicious. Thought you were about to ruin me. Okay. Nope. nope. Like uh, I said, I got a random weird card I'm going to make work. You're good. Good. Um. So for – I just need to verify and double check just to make sure that uh, he was still – there, but um, I am going to take also from WCW, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Doom. Oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> That's a great call right there. Okay, let's see. Dun, dun. And, oh man, I'm I, Oh my god, I, I'm I'm just looking at all of Tim's picks. Oh man, now the juices are flowing. Let's see. I will take Sergeant Slaughter. I am going to take Brother Love. Who can I throw around here? Oh, you know what? I will select Earthquake with Bobby Heenan. Nice. Oh, uh, shit brown tights, Earthquake? Uh, he's not with the natural disasters, no. So sure. It's not really going to matter. He's Heenan family Earthquake. That's all you need to know. Okay. Interesting, because he was managed by Jimmy Hart in 90. Oh, I can make that work. That's right. He, he, I can make this, that work. But this is his bizarro land, too. Like, Randy Savage is with, with Liz. Liz. Yeah. Okay, cool. No you, no, you know what? No, I will take Jimmy Hart. 
that that would make sense. Uh, no, I, I'll I'll get some normalcy going on in here. Okay. Uh, San Diego Sharks blue, or San San Jose Shark blue. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he can still be in the ship round single, and it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite earthquake is ship brown earthquake. Ship brown earthquake. Jesus Christ. For my next pick, I will take Rick Martell. Okay. Fuck, man. Although, to... I was going to say, for my own wish, I was hoping you were going to take Tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next pick, I will take the Barbarian. Nice. I will take, with my next pick, the team of power and glory. Oh. Cool, cool. Mm. All right. Not a fan. This is going to be random, but I will take... Jim Brunzel. Nice. <laughs> um, this fucking. I'm, let's get wild. You want to get? I'm gonna get wild, not get mild. Nuts. Let's get nuts. Let's uh, get nuts. With my next pick, I will take hacksaw Jim Duggan. Best wishes to Jim Duggan as he uh, recovers from his uh, cancer surgery. By the way. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Hard times for uh, hacksaw. Oh, uh, let's see. You know what? I will take. Jimmy Snooker. You know, <laughs> I heard that Steve Allen really likes Jimmy Snooker because Jimmy Snooker's wearing his wife's underwear and his ring gear. <laughs> what the fuck? Go back and watch WrestleMania six. Okay. Best. They, 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 uh, there's a guest host of Steve Allen there, and uh, he's fucking hilarious. Just absolutely. I know some people disagree, but fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, with my next pick. I will take Tito Santana. Okay. My next pick, I will take Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers. Nice. With my next pick, I will take Haku. All right. My pick, I will take, oh, fuck it. I'll take the Ultimate Warrior. Now, I just need clarification on uh, for my next pick. Kev, you took Macho Man Randy Savage. Is that correct? Correct. I will be taking the King of the Ring. Oh. Oh, good call, because he did, he did the turn in that year. Was it that, uh, no, well, uh, hold on. Because he did, did he, a heel run, and then he won the King of the Ring in that year. He so was I, King of the Ring, he was King of the Ring in 89, and he held it through 1990. Yes. But, was it vacated in 1990? No, but he did not draft Macho Man with the crown. So but the crown is eligible if it's vacant in that year. But well, if he's, he's not going to New York, if he's not going to use the crown, like he's purposefully he purposely did not draft the Macho King. The rule has always been that the title has to be vacant to be drafted individually. Hold so. on, let's. Uh, we need to. Uh, oh, oh, you know what, Tim? You're definitely going to lose this. I'm, I'm looking at this article here. Oh, God. Let me, let me read it. Oh, here we go. It centered, uh, talking about the King of the Ring per Wikipedia, not not just edited. It centered on the King of the Ring tournament, which is held annually as a non-televised event from 85 to 91, with exception of 1990. Correct. Oh, that's brutal. Correct. No, that was the whole point. But, um, so... With that, I guess, since I can't take the King of the Ring, I will take the Intercontinental Championship. 
Okay. Oh, you're oh the first, you're taking the vacated belt. Yep. And that's allowed because that was vacated by Warrior. See, all it right. all worked out. Yeah. Well, it's working out. And like I said, I picked a really random. I like the random stuff that I'm I'm planning to do here. One, two, three. Um, you know what? I will take now before I select him because I I don't want to do anything here. Jesse Ventura was he wrestling in 1990 or was he a commentator? What was his physical? Ah, shit! All right, his physical yeah. status would mean nothing to me then. Uh <laughs> <laughs> let's see. No, man, I don't want a broken man, you know? Uh, let's see. Uh, I can just build around here then. Da, 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 da. You just throw some shit together. You know what? Fuck it. I will take the Nasty Boys. Nice. Are they there in 90? They might they're on the list. They're on the list. in like December. Yeah, they're not uh, they big. So, with my. With my next picks, I'll take my commentary team of Jesse Ventura and Tony Schiavone. Perfect. Excellent choice. I'm going to do my my then uh, my picks here then. I'm going to do Lord Alfred Hayes and Vince McMahon. Nice. You got to do the Lord. I was going to do him anyway. What a matchup indeed. I was about to say, you know, we're missing all these English guys in wrestling. Little did I know, or was I thinking... There's plenty of English guys. Just none of them are none of them are as sophisticated as Laurel Hayes. Or um, love Skittles nearly as much. That's right. So I am done. Okay, I might as well keep moving because I need to build one more thing. I'm doing some wacky shit here, so uh let's see. <laughs> yeah, I might as well do it. I, <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. Uh, I, I want to draft Thrasher. Nice. Can I call him Thrasher or what's his name? It doesn't really matter. You should call him The Thrasher. <laughs> Mr. Thrasher. How about that? Mr. Thrasher. All right. I am now going to take Buddy Rose. Oh, Playboy Buddy Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See who else if I want to fill anything. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five. What am I missing? Hold on. Oh, yes, I'm missing one thing here. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Look around. Who's going to be... Basically, I'm picking a heel right now. Um, God, I'm staring at one dude. Oh, shit! Rick Rude! I'm Ooh, surprised he's... better than the one I was thinking of. I can't, I'm surprised he's still on the board. And with that said... Hold on. One, oh, go ahead. Do you, you don't have anything else, Tim? No, I'm good. I'm sad. I got everything I wanted. All right, uh, with that said, I, before I just look around real quick, hold on one second. You know what? Fuck it. Did you take Mr. Fuji? I did not take Fuji. No. no. Money. Money. I'm going to take Fuji just because. Rat. All right, I'm good. Okay. So, now we look at you are not getting booked. Matt, do you want uh, the solely new page? Do you want the SmackDown Hotel page? Um, I'll do the solely page. Okay. So. Right. Not getting booked. Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, The Brooklyn Steve Lombardi, <laughs> Hillbilly Jim, Jim the Evil Nightheart, Lanny Poffo, Jim Powers, The Birdman Coco Beware, Dino Bravo, Ted DiBiase, Virgil, Bad News Brown, 
The Warlord, The Red Rooster, Ronnie Garvin, Al Perez, Tim Horner, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Nikolai Volkov, The Orient Express. They're on there. I didn't see them. Black Bart, Shane Douglas, Kerry Von Erich, Dustin Rhodes, Tony Atlas, British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith, the Mountie Jacques Rougeau, and we throw it to Decker. Uh, I want to make it known, not taking Hulk Hogan with the WWF Championship. <laughs> Bad News Allen, Bobby Heenan, oh, there, there's dogs outside, uh, Dwayne Gill, Gene <laughs> Okerlund, Gorilla Monsoon, Hillbilly James, Howard Finkel, uh, let's see, Jim Brunzel, uh, let's see, uh, Mike McGurk. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, Shane Douglas there, Brooklyn Ball, Brooklyn Warrior, uh, Rick Rude, S.D. Jones, uh, apparently Pat Patterson, <laughs> and, uh, and Tugboat. Fuck! You know, I gotta say, I, I, if I could just defend some of my unpicks, I didn't want to be going to the well for the big guys and misuse them. Um, I feel bad about picking quite a bit, especially Piper. Um, maybe even Hogan for the draw, but um, some of the big matches I have, um, I don't know. I think I can work with it and uh, throw some comedy in there, I figure. You know, you got to laugh. That's my defense. For sure. To to quote a a favorite of mine, the immortal Hulk Hogan Fuck that guy. He's out. Uh, so uh, to a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm just set with my picks. I'm good. Any uh, any free agency? Oh, no, are we taking off the uh, the unrestricted rule, Matt? No, you can do it. Uh, we did it last week because okay. uh, Boar picked um, a couple uh, unrestricted. Ah, uh, yes, agents. yes, yes. So any of those guys that we said, pick them up off the waivers now, guys. Man, you know what? Just because I want Heenan on my announce team as a color commentator. What the hell am I doing with my life if you don't have Heenan as a heel commentator, dude? For sure. I will take Mike McGurk for ring announcing. Let's see. You know what? God damn it, I will take Roddy Piper. Gotta have some star power, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna I'll do something with him. I'll do something with you, Rod. And uh I'm good. You know All what right. I'm good too. Hogan's gonna sit out this time, brother. So, what we'll do, unless there's any trades. No, I'm good. No, I'm so. good too, man. I think we're both. Um, I wasn't worried about anybody he grabbed. I knew I was going to work around some stuff to leave him some guys to work with. And, uh, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. All right. Let's take a break. We'll have the guys put their cards together. We'll come back for the card presentations here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. Ow! Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong, and if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour, and then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. 
If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore talks. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. Weekly episodes for the entire baseball family where we talk all baseball all the time. Available on all your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. Come join our baseball family where we do baseball together. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash anhonorablepod. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. So we're back <laughs> here on the show. And um, while you only heard like five commercials. <laughs> it's been about 55 minutes. <laughs> the reason for that is actually on our Twitter right now at the A show on CKCC. It is the best and worst video that we have ever seen. Uh, confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, and a little uh, a little background on it. Me and Kevin Matt have seen this video for at least like seven years. Like we've we've known about this video. And and it's been a fun thing between us. We we let Tim watch this. Tim looked like uh, Tim. Tim sounded like he had just discovered fire. <laughs> oh my god! I did. Just, I did discover fire. Like I'm literally going. I, I'm I'm on my last like few days in my current job, and when I'm not being wrung out to dry with all of the information they're trying to get out of me, I'm going to watch every video I can. From <laughs> like, like I shabby keep, tea. 
I keep an iPad. I keep an iPad to the left of me at my desk, and it will be on every single, every single <laughs> video from this. You're gonna watch watching, the trilogy, dude. Watching great matches such as Vader versus Crush. Watching <laughs> Mr. Perfect versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, oh. The the Mescan. The Mescan Tito Santana. <laughs> Big Boss Man versus Tito Santana. Like, You've hit the gold mine, my friend. I sure I did. Like I I've really gleaned some inspiration for my card here um, <laughs> that I'm about to present. From the the happenings that I saw on the uh, on these YouTube videos, so uh, Kev, you're in trouble now. I got I've oh. got a whole new I've got a whole new lease on life. I'm ready to go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> you rebooked your entire based on those videos. Kids jump around on a fucking trampoline in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like literally, literally as soon as I saw it, I just took my sheet and I just went <laughs> ripped it right in half. <laughs> He ripped it up yeah. like, like a losing uh, betting ticket at a horse race. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the air. He's like, I don't need this anymore. I should I should have never bet on a horse named Sagittarius. This is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, um, now you know the, the stylings of uh, the big boss man and, and the three-foot-tall Tito Santana. <laughs> that is so – oh, my gosh. These guys look like – El Gigante and effing El Ijo de Elegante. Just basically <laughs> uh, seniors from high school beating up like kids who didn't get to high school yet. They're brothers. They're, yeah, they're yeah, great brothers. <laughs> and the Mighty Rockers. <laughs> the last I, we like we said this off air that we need to get going or else we'll do this all night. The thing that ruined him the most was this shoot drop toehold that he's like he's gonna oh break his ACL this this grown man like legit shoot drop toeholds a seven year old <laughs> on a trampoline and I've, I my knee hurts right now like I'm in pain this is in, not to put it in perspective Matt and I both have seven year olds <laughs> That would be as if Matt invited Avery onto the trampoline, and the second she got in, Matt would insecure her. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, take a drop toll hold. Avery goes, what? And by the time she goes, what? Before, Avery goes, what? Down. Right. <laughs> Clipped. Like, <laughs> down. Not, oh my gosh, it's so great. I'm going to kick you in the chest, daddy, but I don't. <laughs> like, like Emerald Frozen right in the middle of the trampoline. <laughs> Oh, we are going to be here all night. This None of great. these things have happened, for the record. No, this is rebooking what's happening on the YouTube channel yeah, in real life. Home, I'm going to say, Rosie, I need you to give me a Splash Mountain from the top of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, God. Anyway. that out of the way, uh, <laughs> it is time to uh, reveal the probably far less interesting 1990 WWF cards. <laughs> So, Kev is a draft pick, or the lower seed, so you will present your card first. All right. So, here we are, uh, 1990, live from the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, buddy, go Sonics. 
This is WWF Gamble Slam. Now, Gamble Slam is basically Halloween Havoc, but they had to think of a different way to uh, present it, basically. And with gambling. So, like, you know, you have your big, like, uh, the entranceway is, like, big big, uh, pairs of dice. And uh, the wrestlers come out of a a slot machine. But instead instead of, uh, instead of, like, like, bar and stuff, it'll show their logo, and then they come out. Like, it'll pull up, like, pull up their logo three times, and then they'll come out. That's the gimmick. So, welcome to WWF Gamble Slam. We have a packed crowd, and we want to uh, do live via satellite a thank you from our friends from RWF in Des Moines, Iowa. You see a bunch of kids on the trampoline waving and smiling. Let's <laughs> throw that in. So anyway, um, so what happens, the rules of this, it's pretty much spin the wheel, make a deal, but instead, everybody who signed up to be a part of this event, the wrestlers to compete, um, they are thrown in a hat, a wheel is spun, and they are in that match. So to kick things off, a wheel spins, and it lands on a mixed tag match. First down to the ring, your opening bout, Buddy Rose and his random partner, Mr. Thrasher. Now coming down to the ring is a very excited Jimmy Hart, and he's just a dick and says, what a mixed tag match we have. Here's the best mixed tag team in the world, the Nasty Boys. And obviously they're not following the rules because they're heels. So they come down to the ring. Everybody's booing because they're not following the rules, and they're the Nasty Boys, and they're jerks, you know. Um, So they get in the ring. They wrestle an average squash match you would see on, like, you know, wrestling challenge, double body drop to Mr. Thrasher. He falls, powders to the outside. They totally shit can Buddy Rose, uh, give him the pit stop, uh, do a double clothesline to him lazily. One, two, three, your winners are the nasty boys. At the end of the match, Jimmy Hart rolls out to the ring. Yeah. As he's leaving, he looks at the camera and says he has a big night planned. And uh, it's going to be the night for the Hart family. Next one, next uh, come down to the ring, uh, the Bushwhackers music hits. So they come down and everybody's cheering and they're doing their dance, woe and yay. And they're licking each other's heads in the crowd. And they get in the ring and they said they're ready for anything. Well, then that evil wheel comes up and spins. It lands on something called Family Affair. They are pitted against each other in a brother versus brother match. Oh no. Yes. So it starts out fun and they shake hands and then they start to get a little angry at each other because they're starting to, you know, one's like, yo, lay off me, mate. You're being a little rough. And, uh, they start, it just keeps getting rougher and rougher and rougher. Uh, they headbutt each other, uh, shoot, which you can hear echo throughout the Tacoma Dome. They roll to the outside, they roll back in. And they start swinging on each other, which pretty much looks like it's a shoot at this point. Uh, they roll out of the ring. They fight to the back. It's a ten. It's a ten count. They are counted out. <laughs> Both are disqualified. They fight into the back. That match is over. So we're off to an interesting start. Bobby Heenan makes a joke about incest between the two and how they like to, uh, they like to, they like to bang sheep. You know, Bobby Heenan secretly doing all this stuff. So, your next match... Um, <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? Sorry. Bobby he Heenan insinuated that Bobby Heenan likes to fuck sheep. 
No, no, he's making fun of the bushwhackers for fucking sheep. Sorry about that. I didn't make that clear. He's a bad guy. You know, he, he's trying to get cheap heat. So the next match, they spin the wheel, is a Falls Count Anywhere match. On his way to the ring, accompanied by Jimmy Hart, the mighty brown-clad earthquake. Yes. Now, as he's, now, as he's coming down to the ring, though, in the front row, they say, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest here, Miss Elizabeth. She's in the crowd. Um, she just signed with the WWF again, and, uh, you know, she's just here to, uh, and everybody's cheering for her, and Jimmy Hart's getting mad because it's taking all the attention off them. So Jimmy Hart's, you know, bickering with her, this, that, and the other thing. And they make a, a story about, you know, we haven't seen Macho Man with Sherry in a while, and he's been out of action, this, that, the other thing. So so uh, Earthquake's in the ring, and then the Ultimate Warriors music hits. So he comes flying down the ring, you know, doing the warrior stuff, shaking the ropes, all that, slides in the ring, and they just start pounding on each other. Back and forth, nothing really special. You see a back body drop on the outside to the Warrior. You know, they're building up the match. The Warrior throws him back in the ring. He does the 10 count. Uh, he goes to uh, do the body press to him. Jimmy Hart gets on the ropes. He goes to grab him. Uh, earthquake low blows him. He goes to do the Earthquake splash. Warrior moves. Gets him up. Body slams him. The crowd goes nuts. He goes to go off the, ro- uh, the ropes for his big splash. Jimmy Hart pulls on his uh, leg again. Uh, earthquake gets him from behind, squashes him, does Earthquake splash. One, two, three, your winner is Earthquake. Earthquake and Jimmy Hart aren't done, though, because they're still pissed off about them uh, losing shade with Miss Elizabeth. So they take the warrior to the outside, and they just uh, they throw the metal steps on him, and they're just beating the crap out of him. Then they make their way over to, to Jimmy Hart. I mean, uh, Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth is just uh, standing up at this point, and Earthquake spits on her, and they're arguing, and this, that, the other thing. Out of nowhere, you hear some rustling from the crowd. Macho Man runs from the back. Oh, my God, it's Macho Man here to save Miss Elizabeth. The crowd's popping nuts. So he goes down, fights them off. Um, As he's trying to get at Jimmy Hart, um, a man in black in a black hoodie comes out of the crowd and jumps him grabs him, throws him in the ring, hits him with a DDT. He pulls his hoodie off. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. The crowd is totally pissed off because they thought Jake was going to come down with Damien and be a good guy and do all this shit, and he's just in a rotten mood. So he's walking away. Everybody's booing him, and this leads right into Piper's pit. Uh, Let's stand by with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Um, Roddy admits he really didn't have anything planned. Here comes Jake the Snake to the uh, to the Piper's Pit, grabs the mic and says, "You know what? Enough's enough. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the fans. I'm always playing second fiddle to people like Macho Man. Macho Man, I don't care about you. I don't care about Miss Elizabeth. I'm not here for championships. I'm here to end your career, and I want you tonight." So Macho Man's still laying in the ring, pretty beat up. Because he got his ass beat by uh, by Jake the Snake. So now, as uh, they go to uh, a vignette of a feud between that's been boiling between the Big Boss Man and Jimmy Snuka, and it has <laughs> leaded to Gamble Slam. You know, they're always fucking around in each other's matches, and Snuka says he wants some mano a mano. Whew. So uh, they come down to the ring. Boss Man comes down. Snuka comes down. 
Uh, the wheel spins, surprise, surprise, it's a nightstick on a pole match. But the rule is the loser goes to jail. Both men get in the ring, they fight it out, there's a lot of teasing, you know, reaching up for the pole, they can't get to it, boss man's being real dirty about it. Um, goes for the boss man slam, snook of ducks, hits him with the headbutt, starts climbing the pole, grabs the nightstick, now he can use it. So he goes to hit boss man with it, realizes it's just not the right thing to do, and cracks the nightstick in half and throws it into the crowd. The crowd's cheering because he wants to win the true and honest way. By the time he turns around, boss man has a pair of uh, handcuffs, blindsides him, throws him off the ropes, hits him with the boss man slam, pulls out another nightstick he had hidden, chokes him until he passes out. One, two, three, your winner, boss man. Boss man drags him to the back, throws him in the paddy wagon, Snooker goes to jail. Press conference. Okay. <laughs> a nightstick is very cumbersome. <laughs> would you would you say this was more like a baton you beat him with? Um, I don't know. Nobody could tell, and uh I guess they really didn't bother to look at it. Because it's it was, it was very dark. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh the Mountie with the electric prod. That wasn't really electrical, they just added the electrical sounds to it. They're trying to make it look real and you know, Jimmy Snook is this crazy wild island guy, so it was easy for him to break. Dude, I didn't think – I thought that was legit electricity till like, I was nine. Like, I was like, <laughs> what in the fuck? Like, no, because they show, like, the, the little spark, right? Because it was a stun gun, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't realize that they piped in, like, that – Right. Then you saw – I saw it in person at the you know, CYC, and I'm like – I don't know, man. I don't know about this. And then I was like, it's almost like finding out Santa Claus wasn't real. I'm like, oh, Night Six Night, that's not real. You know, I know his song. I that you weren't like, hey, this is fake. You were just like, something's not on the level here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Mountie. I'm big. I'm brave. I'm strong. Side note. But yeah, uh, boss, man beats, <laughs> boss Man beats the shit out of Snooker, throws him in a paddy wagon. Fans are booing. Next match, the wheel spins. It is a Survivor Series style match. So Mr. Fuji by, by himself makes his way to the ring, grabs the mic and calls out the Legion of Doom. He says, Legion of Doom, I'm sick of you sticking your nose into my business. So tonight, I am not going with the people you think I would go with. And I have put together the most diabolical team. So he announces the following people to the ring. Sergeant Slaughter, The Barbarian, Rick Rude, and The Undertaker. Shit, that's a murderer's row right there. So that he is... is just saying, tonight I guarantee you is the end of LOD. In the meantime, let's go back to Alfred Hayes, where we're standing by with LOD with their choice of partners. So LOD goes in the back here, Hawk, do the wow, you know, that whole thing. And they I was say, hoping you were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I had to. I had to. Tell him, Hawk. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I remember. I, rem- I remember that very dearly from my childhood. So they announce a very interesting tag team choice. They feel because these guys are ready. So out of nowhere, they introduce from the side of the screen the killer bees? Question mark. So obviously, one is Jim Brunzel. They have their masks on. So they're like, tell him, Jim. And Jim's like, 
we're the killer bees and we're back and you know who this is. You want to think it's Brian Blair. We don't know. That's who he's insinuating it is. I got my buddy back because he's not in the night. He's not in WWF right now. So as far as you know, this is the killer bees. And it sounds like Jim Brunzel knows it's the killer bees. So it must be the killer bees. So Yo, I'm it's the opportunity to have Andre in a killer bee mask. Well, that'd be kind of obvious. So the music hits. LOD comes strolling down the ring with the killer bees. The match starts. They're wrestling around, you know, uh, back and forth, back and forth, as you would think. LOD gets in the ring, makes short work of Rick Rude. He's the first one to go out because he's getting too cocky in the ring, this, that, the other thing. So LOD tags out, gets uh, Brunzel in, works over Barbarian. Barbarian's fighting back. Brunzel then tags in the other killer B, question mark. Now, something's weird about this because suddenly, every time Brunzel goes to do moves with his partner, the questionable uh, number two, Killer B, seems to be hurt. He's missing moves. He starts arguing with Brunzel, and Brunzel's really confused at this point, and so is LOD. So they continue to do stuff, and then suddenly Barbarian rolls out of the ring, and they're arguing, and Brunzel's on the side. So out of nowhere, the second killer bee turns Brunzel around and clotheslines him. What the hell is going on? Killer bee number two takes his mask off. Surprise, surprise, it is the honky-tonk man. (laughs) They're all celebrating. He's like, we got you. You guys are already outnumbered. So the rest of the match is pretty much like they're outnumbered. They're wearing them down. Taker's doing Taker stuff. Slaughter's doing Slaughter stuff. So it's pretty much still four on three. But every time they go to tag Honky, Honky pretends he doesn't take the tag. Or he goes out to tease like the lockup with the other team and tags right out. He's being a total dick. So eventually they work on the match. LOD kind of takes over a little bit. Suddenly takes up, does short work of uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Knocks Taker off the ropes. Knocks Barbarian off the ropes. You know, they you know, basically they clean house and knock Honky Tonk out. They get enough time. One, two, three, Slaughter's eliminated. So it's pretty much LOD and Jim Brunzel versus uh, Taker and Barbarian with Honky Tonk Man still on the disadvantage. Well, they, they make quick easy of this. Slaughter, Slaughter and Barbarian pull LOD to the outside. They're brawling. The ref can't get a hold of anything. Honky Tonk runs in the ring, grabs Brunzel from behind, shake, rattle, and roll, hits him with the neck, uh, the neck move, his finisher, slides out, Barbarian easily slides in, one, two, three, Jim Brunzel's eliminated. So now it's down to LOD, Honky Tonk Man, and Taker. So it's still two on two, Honky's still pulling his shit. So Honky Tonk Man gets in the ring. He's dancing around. LOD find a way to trick. Uh, to, he basically trips over um, Undertaker, um, and they get all confused. And um, what happens is um, they they take him down. Honky Tonk Man falls. Uh, how do I want to do this? Sorry, I didn't think this over. I guess. Oh, so yeah. So they <laughs> so suddenly LOD turns around and double gorilla press slams Honky Tonk Man. Um, Undertaker comes in, they drop toll him, knock him over in a pin, in a pin submission on top of Honky Tonk Man, LOD all dogpile on top of Undertaker, they can't move, one, two, three, Honky Tonk Man is eliminated. 
So it's down to LOD and Taker. Taker double choke slams him. Fuji gets in a bunch. LOD somehow gains the opposition. Somehow, amazingly, Animal gets him on his shoulders. Doomsday Device almost kills The Undertaker, landing him on his <laughs> neck. One, two, three, your winners of the Survivor Series match, LOD. Awesome. So we still don't know our main event. Now it comes from the back. President Jack Tunney says it is a one-on-one match, no-holds-barred match, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Jake the Snake Roberts. They spin the wheel. This is a cage match. Only way to win is to get out. So Jake the Snake comes down. Everybody boos him. He gets in the ring. As he's coming down to the ring, he's yelling into the the uh, camera. He's got something up his sleeve, and he keeps doing it. Nobody knows what he's talking about. So let's go to the back. Lord Alfred Hayes is standing by with Savage. Lord Alfred Hayes goes to talk to Savage. Savage just pie faces him, runs by him, and runs right in the ring. <laughs> Gets in the ring, starts beating the shit out of Jake the Snake. A Savage obviously has the upper hand here. House of Fire, this, that, the other thing. Jake doing some dirty stuff in between. So then, obviously, to wrap it all up here, um, Savage gets the upper hand on him. Uh, Jake tries to bring in some brass knucks. It doesn't work. Savage gets a hold of him. As he does this, um, Jake grabs him by the tights, slams him into the into the cage, pulls out ropes he has uh, and ties in his pants, ties, ties Randy Savage up to the cage, starts beating on him, turns around and starts waving somebody from the back. Out from the back comes Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious is talking insanely. Nobody knows who he's talking about because he's Sid Vicious. Comes down to the ring, and Jake's yelling for him to get in the ring. This is his insurance policy. Sid Vicious just loses his fucking mind and rips the entire side of the cage off. Wow. So they so they get in the ring. He slides in. They are double-teaming Macho Man. Nobody's coming to his aid. A ref has come down and now announced, well, we can't everybody escape the cage, so now it is this match is now pinfall or submission. Basically, Savage goes nuts. Breaks, basically breaks out of the fucking ropes. Um, house of fire between both of them because he's Macho Man Randy Savage and he's a goddamn maniac. So basically he starts beating up on Sid and they go to the back and basically Savage gets into the back enough where security and refs start pulling Sid Vicious off. So they get back in the ring, just enough time for Jake to grab him, hits him with a DDT. Goes to pin him, says no. Nah. Picks him up again, hits him with another DDT. Followed by a third DDT. Jake is still not happy about this. Goes under the ring, grabs a chair, beats the living hell out of Savage, then goes to hit uh, Savage with a DDT on the chair. Savage breaks out of it, hits him with an axe handle, picks up the chair, waffles him with it, looks around, climbs the top rope to do the elbow, says nope. Fuck that. What is he doing? Climbs all the way to the top of the remaining cage, looks to the skies, jumps off the top of the cage with an elbow drop. One, two, three. Your winner, Macho Man Randy Savage. The crowd goes nuts, and that ends your program of WWF Gamble Slam. Wow. I apologize if that's a little long, but I thought about that good and well. That is fine. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, 
nobody nobody told me I was gonna go against Adam Van three three times in a row, right? That was like, <laughs> like I got Vanskied again. This is great. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, sure. No, so Adam to his to his ultimate detriment here on the A show uh loves to uh to put it into perspective when we drafted 2000s WCW he drafted himself to be on a WCW card. 2000 card oh, as the wild card because he was training to wrestle in the year 2000 oh jesus yeah and so <laughs> He he booked a storyline where he was trying to win Stacy Keebler's honor because she wouldn't uh date anyone that wasn't a champion. So um <laughs> he liked to he liked to have fun with uh, a lot of stuff. You you Fair absolutely enough. Gamble Slam was amazing. Gamble Slam, thank you, thank you. Live from the Tacoma Dome. Don't forget about the Tacoma Dome. That's right. I was say, um many great dignitaries. I fucked up the Survivor Series match a little bit, but you got the idea. Oh, for sure. Uh, I I put it out there to Vansky. I was like, you know what? Uh, he's been trying to do all this stuff at the show, and uh, I've been very mean to him. Uh, <laughs> and um, I I said, you know, if he wants to he wants to have a coaching session with me on uh, Porch Talk, I'd be very, very willing to come on and talk to him. Oh, look at you You're being so very thoughtful. I know. I'd, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a loving man, lover of all creatures, including wild cards of men. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Put that on your tombstone. The lover of all wild cards of men. <laughs> Here lies the lover of wild cards of men. So, Tim, how do you follow that up? Very carefully. So, <laughs> uh, it is a late April 1990 at the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas. It is Saturday night. Main event, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, Tony Schiavone on the call, and uh, Tony Schiavone announces that uh, per the order of WWF President Jack Tunney, the Intercontinental Championship has been made vacant after the happenings of WrestleMania VI uh, and the Ultimate Warrior winning the WWF Championship, um, and a new Intercontinental Champion must be crowned here tonight on a supersized edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. And uh, the show starts off hot and heavy with a first-round matchup as Tito Santana goes one-on-one with Mr. Perfect. Uh, as classy as an opener you could possibly have. Uh, of course, Tito Santana, former Intercontinental Champion in his own right, uh, knows what it means to be the champion. Um, however, it slips past him as Mr. Perfect's able to string some things together and finish off uh, Tito Santana with a perfect plex in about seven minutes in a, another first round matchup on the other side of the bracket. It is the American dream dusty Rhodes. actually not on another side of the bracket on the same side of the bracket, the American dream dusty Rhodes taking on the African dream. Akeem. Ooh. I saw that coming when you drafted the Battle of the Dream team directly after. I was like, I know where Tim's going with this. Yeah, sometimes it just makes too much sense. Uh, Dusty, irate at the draw, even still this late into his uh, tenure in the WWF, uh, really puts the fire on Akeem. 
uh, too much so that it gets the best of him. Uh, the match cannot stay within the confines of the 20 by 20 squared circle and Dusty and Akeem spill to the outside and fight on the floor to a referee's 10 count. Both Dusty Rhodes and Akeem have been eliminated from the tournament, giving Mr. Perfect a bye all the way into the finals. Oh, man. There you go. Uh, Next up on the the other side of the bracket, we have two men who are very familiar with one another, as we've got Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Haku. Uh, Of course, Haku fresh off of his... Uh, WWF tag team title run looking to replace one title with another, but has his hands full with the hacksaw. Um, two big meaty men slapping meat. Uh, very, very, uh, rough and rugged, bruising type outing here between the two. Uh, but Haku picks up the victory in six and a half minutes with a second rope headbutt that puts down Duggan and advances him into the semifinal round. The final first-round matchup of the tournament will pit the model, Rick Martell, taking on the hitman, Bret Hart. Oh, nice. Bret Bret has broken away from Jim Neidhart for this opportunity to go after the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, about a year ago, he had had his first parlance, his first real taste of being away from the tag team scene. And, you know, after not really having much to prove after beating the Bolsheviks in like 12 seconds at WrestleMania six, Brett's ready to uh, see what's out there. And he has a tall task in front of him in Rick Martell. Very, very highly contested technical matchup almost goes the full 15-minute time limit. Uh, Brett seems to be on the ropes about ready to lose as Rick Martell is going to set up for the patented Boston Crab. And as he's got both legs hooked, Brett reaches up and pulls Martell up and over for a small package for the one, two, three at about 14 minutes, letting Brett Hart advance into the semifinals of the tournament. Uh, in a pr- in a break from tournament action, we have a special edition of the Brother Love Show. Uh, Brother Love stands in the middle of the ring, brothers, brothers, uh, tell- telling uh getting everyone's attention, and makes mention of a a champion who is here tonight that. Uh, had been able to overcome the most colossal of connections. Allow me to welcome Axe and Smash, the Demolition. Demolition with their titles once again around their waist, make their way uh, to the ring. And uh, Axe lets them know that they've been, uh, lets Brother Love and the entire town of Austin know that They've been waiting for this day to get their gold back. And now that they do, there's no team they won't face. Smash like, that's right. There's a lot of teams hungry, ready for the titles, but we'll face anyone here tonight for them. Mm. 
And all of a sudden, some jazz music plays throughout Austin, Texas. It can't be. It's Ron Simmons. It's Butch Reed. <laughs> Doom. Good Comes call. To the crowd with a microphone. And Ron Simmons goes, if you guys think you're as big and bad as you say you are, you'll face us for the tag straps tonight. Of course, demolition, all smiles, given the nod. We've got a tag team title match set up later tonight. Following up after that, it is tag team action as power and glory take on the rockers. Um, both these teams, especially now that Andre and Haku have taken their stranglehold off of the tag titles. A lot of teams now are looking and vying for their opportunity at tag team notoriety. Hercules breaks uh, Shawn Michaels away from his partner, doing the dividing of the ring down the middle as uh, Paul Roma and Hercules take their time dissecting Shawn Michaels, leaving Marty Jannetty right there for the tag. Multiple times you see Shawn Michaels try to break away, uh, get chased, and make a tag over to Marty, only for the referee to be out of position by one member of Power and Glory or another. Eventually, the hottest of hot tags is made. In comes Marty Jannetty, starting to clear house, taking down Roma, taking down uh, Hercules, Fist of Fire, doing the rocker punch off off the second by himself. Looking for, for Sean for more tag team continuity that they've been known for, but Sean is just down and out on the outside. Immediately the power and glory find their way. They start to, uh, get the two on one advantage over Marty Janetti. And it looks like they've got things right in their sights. Uh, Hercules has Marty Janetti set up on the uh, in the corner for the superplex Paul Roma on the side, ready to make the run up the apron. The superplex is attempted and Marty Jannetty shoves Hercules off to the top. At the same time, Shawn Michaels gets up onto the ropes and pushes Paul Roma off the top rope. Hercules lands in the middle. The rockers come off the top with the double fists and Marty Jannetty yeah. makes the cover for the one, two, three, and the Rockers are victorious uh, here tonight on Saturday night's main event. Uh, now I got that song stuck in my head. Next up in the only semifinal match of the tournament, it is Haku taking on Bret Hart. Um, and Bret hasn't really had that much time to recover. Uh, just a brother love segment in the tag team match. Um, and of course the grueling length of the match with Rick Martel as opposed to Haku's shorter instance gives Haku not only the size and the strength advantage over Brett, but as well, he is a bit more fresh. And you can see that in the beginnings of the match with Haku really using that size to his advantage, weighing down on Brett Hart wearing down the midsection with some abdominal stretches, some well-placed shoulders, tackles into the corner, uh, really trying to cut and wear, off, wear out the breathing of the hitman. 
Haku looks to have Brett exactly where he wants him in the second, uh, in the middle of the ring as he goes to the second rope looking for, uh, what he did to Duggan. He leaps off for the headbutt and fails. Haku bounces his head off the canvas. He's immediately rocked and Brett sees his opportunity and starts to strike. Hits the ropes, flying clothesline, hits a second atomic drop. He goes up to the second rope. Drops the, uh, the forearm smash onto the ground and Brett looks to have it all situated, figured out. And he excellently executes Haku in the center of the ring with a sharpshooter in about nine minutes to advance to the finals of the Intercontinental title tournament to face Mr. Perfect. But before we get to the tournament final, it's tag team title time as Ron Simmons and Butch Reed doom take on the axe and the smash demolition dooms had plenty of experience facing big bruising tag teams in their time in WCW. You all recall their, their feud with the Steiner brothers and this, all their matches with the Steiner brothers have them lined up for this. Uh, immediately the doom have, uh, axe divided from the team. Um, Quick tags in and out, trying to take out the more experienced, older member of the team while keeping Smash at bay. Um, Smash finally gets his way into the ring. House of Fire finally gets them, uh, gets Doom rocking and reeling. Uh, eventually, uh, the Doom snuff out, uh, Smash's, uh, run. And Axe's left, uh, on the side of, uh, on the side of the ring now looking to see what's, what's going on now as Smash is being worked over by Doom, uh, near towards the end of the match. Uh, Ron Simmons gets Smash picked up for a spike pile driver and Butch Reed comes off the, off the second and connects with it. Smash looks to be down and out for the title win. One, two, and a third man dressed up in demolition paint and look pulls the referee out of the ring and hits him, causing a no contest. Nobody knows who this third man is. He's bigger. He's he's larger than Axe and Smash, but he's he's painted exactly like him. Demolition has found a way to retain the titles at the hands of whoever this third man of demolition is, but. Doom was right there, just inches away from claiming the WWF tag team titles. Oh, damn it. The, the whole night's come to this. Thanks to the Ultimate Warrior winning the WWF title from some guy who we don't talk about ever again in the history of <laughs> ever. It is. His name was Dick Slater. Yes. Uh, in his thermos. And he's got. We have a match that uh, I don't think we had seen. We have seen in the WWF at the time, but it is a weary Bret Hart after facing not only Rick Martel and Haku. He now has to face Mr. Perfect, who is as fresh as a daisy, has not done a thing since winning his first round matchup. You would say that the odds for him are absolutely perfect. And, of course, Mr. Perfect is 
not coy, not coy, not shy of the advantage that he has over Bret Hart. And Brett, try as he must, he cannot keep up with the the flurry that Mr. Perfect lays out within the first three, four minutes of this match. All of Mr. Perfect's greatest hits, the neck snap, just wearing down the body parts of Bret Hart. And eventually, we get into the middle of the ring. Mr. Perfect's got him hooked, arm draped, leg hooked. Picks Bret Hart up and over with the perfect plex. One, two, and Bret kicks out. Bret finds a way to dig deep and kick out of the perfect plex. I think that hadn't been done as of yet here on Saturday Night's Main Event. The Intercontinental title means that much. Mr. Perfect distraught, beside himself, angrily jawing at the referee, This couldn't be, can't be, nobody kicks out of the perfect plex. Nobody. Referee immediately gives Mr. Perfect the what for, shoves him back. Mr. Perfect, of course, being the showman, snap bumps off the ref's ref shove, gets back up into his face. And as uh, Mr. Perfect finally gets his composure and rolls over to pick up the pieces of the broken hitman, he grabs him by his stringy curly hair and pulls him up to his feet. He cinches the head once more, drapes the arm, hooks the leg. And as he picks him up, Brett counters the weight and rolls up Mr. Perfect. Like he did Rick Martell. It's super tight. One, two, three. And Brett Hart wins the intercontinental championship for the very first time. Over Mr. Perfect, who seemed to have everything lined up for him. Brett is, is a, a mess. He is exhausted, but the, the pirate, the, the fireworks and the confetti inside the building going off. Mr. Perfect immediately distraught. The referee able to keep Mr. Perfect at bay to allow Brett Hart to be able to get up and celebrate his title win as Saturday night's main event comes to a close. Nice. That was good tournament building. I like that. That was good. A very healy thing to do to have perfect go right to the final. That was good. We have two very strong contenders this week. Can we just move, like, to the finals? Me and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm you guys mad at that. Well-deserved spots in the tournament of champions. Absolutely. Champions League. This is the champions. (laughs) 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 By Heineken. (laughs) 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 Fucking beer everybody hates. Anyway. So. I love Heineken. It's better than Rolling Rock. Whoa. Kev. Let's not say things we can't take back. Wait, what? I like Rolling Rock guy, too. I like Rolling Rock. Oh, really? See, I think it's smelly. Smelly, the taste. Oh, do you? Yeah, man, I don't like it. You can find out more about my beer findings on the Hooligans Hops Beer Podcast. <laughs> Great transaction. Yeah. Woo! Anyway, 
Yeah, but no, I think both of these were good. Uh, I also, uh, Tim, like myself, is a storyline kind of guy. You got to build up instead of going right for the match. You know, not necessarily right to a choke slam off the crow's nest, but uh, it all works out. <laughs> <laughs> so now this comes down to you, the listener. Go to at the A Show on CKCC on Twitter and place your vote for who should move on to the semifinals. The winner of this contest will take on the winner of what might be next week's matchup between Ed Cody and Sean Mernon. Oh, I haven't talked to Sean in a while. Uh, was Mernon and was Mernon and Kev commentary partners during that during yes. time? Yes, we were. As a matter of fact, we did one. We did one or two. Sean, who moved along to um, get a championship ring with the Bowling Green Hot Rods this year. Fuck yeah, man, that's rad. As their play-by-play man, so and then, uh, or there could be a possibility of Tim taking on Ed in um, the this our podcast adjacent universes that we live in. Yes, What's up, Ed. How you and doing? Ed, <laughs> Ed has um a debt to pay. <laughs> there's a pound of flesh, and if he's uh if he's around, he there's a. There's like three guys in the tournament that like to extract a pound of flesh, and uh, Ooh. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad either way on how that goes. But you know, it's okay, man. Ed's just a Ed's just a silly little boy doing a silly little bit. It's okay. I'm sure. Oh, I'm wow. sure. I'm sure that you know when, when time when the time comes around, if if I'm lucky enough and I'm fortunate enough to to make it to the next round, and he's able to survive. Past Sean Merton, maybe, maybe there's something there, but you know, first I gotta do my job and he's gonna have to do his job. But of course that's not up to me, that's up to the listening audience. And I think we're building storylines. Yeah. No, I was just gonna uh, say, uh, I feel like, you know, it, I feel, I feel the storylines building. I'm just kinda here with Gamble Slam. If this was like a, a UFC hype video, I'd be like, silly little boy doing a silly little bitch. <laughs> so, at the A Show on CKCC on Twitter, thanks again, as always, to CKCC Radio for being our podcast home and distribution center. Lots of good shows. You can check them out at CKCCRadio.com. Uh, podcast adjacent friends at the soon to be named network, soon to be named network.com. One representative in the tournament this time from soon to be named, uh, being Tim. Actually, no, two, because David yeah, Kincannon. two. David Kincannon from Hit My Music. Hit My Music comes out this week, uh, with the guest of, uh, Dr. Ethan Wilde. If you're a Patreon subscriber like me, you've already got that episode and the curated playlist that goes along with it for your Spotify. Definitely worth the money. Also, soon to be named network adjacent would be the boar, um, who by the time you listen to this will likely have soundly defeated me in the first round. I don't know, man. I, I went back and I, I listened to that, uh, NXT card and while uh, he, he's got a, a lot of stuff, man, your, your main event singles title picture is so massive with all the stars you've got over there. Uh, you both did a, a fantastic job. Uh, with your your NXT uh, cards. Thank you. 
Um, other networks that. represented in this tournament would be uh, Kevin Graham as part of Brainwreck TV, found on YouTube. They have a few shows there weekly. Check them out. And um, Ed Cody from Pod Van Dam, the and the president of the Kid Bandit Fan Club. By this time, the, uh, by this time, Pod Van Dam could be a part of Vince Russo's new podcast network. So be on the lookout for that. Um, <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> um, obviously, Kev with the Hooligans of Hops. He is not ne- not network affiliated. But you can find me on Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, iTunes, uh, Podbean, and uh, another one I can't pronounce because it's wonky and I always forget about it. I'm sure nobody uses it. But you get the idea. You can find us on uh, Facebook. We haven't had one in a while. Uh, I've been out of action for a little while. But, um, you know, we're always reviewing stuff. We have viewers from all around the world, literally. And, uh, you know, fucking rules, man. You know, I like beer. Trying to cut back a little bit, but uh, I want you to hear about what I'm drinking. Also, not network affiliated would be the Not Another Sports Podcast with Jason and David. Uh, I'm sure Jason will be back at some point on the show. Jason's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was on I was on Not Another Sports Podcast once, and David's pretty ridiculous, too. So I enjoy those Have guys. Those crazy, John. We could do that. We could David do that. is we not do, a wrestling uh, fan. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk uh, – Matt into doing these um, these uh, preseason matches uh, that don't count towards the tournament of champions. Uh, there's there's one that we're gonna do, and maybe we do the second one, and then we can we can make it really wacky. Like, and uh, maybe they can maybe they can draft their their all star um, uh, baseball team or something like that. Could do that. There also, next season we're already working on building that. Andy Peck will be joining us uh, in the spring nice. 2022 season. We're going to do. A what if episode uh, for 2001 WCW. Oh, I can't wait for that. That would Man. be. Oh, that's so fun. Um, also, in the next season, uh, we're going to be talking to a few people about coming on. There was a suggestion from our friend John Ibach that I think we're going to use for one episode next season, being the roster comprising of comprises of 2021 WWE releases. Yeah, that'll be neat. Um, I I haven't put any feelers out there, but I'll put it out there now. Um, uh, extending any invitations to the IWEP guys, uh, Anthony, uh, Header, Blue, Blue and Gold, come on, maybe they can face each other. We can do that. If I could make a request for a, if you could get two guys on, I'd love to see you guys find a topic that the Diamond City War Machines can do. I want, Yo, I want Pinhat. I want Pinhat and DeMeo on on it. I want it. Oh, there you go. Maybe they could book their own. Uh, maybe they can book their own Posse Fest. <laughs> there you go. Book we, a show. Who has the better show? We told my mother-in-law about Posse Fest 2004 on Sunday. Oh man. And Ashley literally just looked and said, I don't know how any of us lived to see today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a podcast for another time as well. That was a wild time. There's uh, weapons and lots of people and groups and fights and yeah. You know what you say? It's it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And fuck, they were not kidding. (laughs) 
That's a hell of a way to end an episode right there. <laughs> Before you forget, IWCV, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, use the code word DRAFT at independentwrestling.tv as a new user. It lets Jerry know that you got the code from us. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, yeah, Jerry, Tim. Reach out to me, Jerry. God damn it, when I text you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. Why don't you say hi once in a while, man? I don't care. <laughs> Sign off! In the words of Terry Funk, get rid of me. <laughs> this is taking a turn. No. I'm joking, <laughs> man. Tim I'm joking. and Kev, best of luck to you in the tournament. Word. Yes, hey, sir. I'm ready. Thank you. Tim, it's been a pleasure to go head-to-head with you. I, I thought they were both very solid cards, so I'd be... Either of us need to, I will be in our group stage, cheering for our group stage in the League of Champions. As will, as will I. Whoever, whoever wins this one's winning the whole thing. That's right. We are the champions! <laughs> I, I feel we have nothing more to say here. Nope, that's it. So until next week, my name is Matt. Yeah, I'm Chris. And <laughs> we will see ya. Peace. Later, guys.